It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Benson Show. Thanks for tuning in. 3 to 6 Eastern every weekday and on demand for free around the clock on our podcast, GuyBensonShow.com. That's the website. Everything right there. GuyBensonShow.com. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GuyBensonShow. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Fox News Channel, part of the crew. Looking forward to that. Hope to see you there. You can set your DVR or tune in. Again, that's 11 Eastern. Fox News alert as we get rolling here. Another down day on Wall Street. The Dow closing in the red, down 103 points to 31,730. With us now is Dana Perino, co-anchor of America's Newsroom, also co-host of The Five, best-selling author of multiple books. Most recently, Everything Will Be Okay, now available in paperback. Dana, great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to see you in person this week. It was on the set of America's Newsroom, and we have Bill Hemmer later on this same show. So we have, oh my God. <laughs> we have the whole America's Newsroom crew right here. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened before, so I'm pretty stoked about it. I do have to ask you, how was the big birthday that you just had? Belatedly, happy birthday to you. You have a, almost the same birthday as my mother, and I know it was a big one. Very exciting. How was it? It was really terrific. I'm I'm not afraid to say on your show, um, even though it feels weird, I, I, there's no hiding anymore with the Internet. Uh, I turned 50, and I would say that the entire year in the lead-up to it, it was like on my mind. And because, you know, like when you're 9 and you're going to be 10, it's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and turning 30 is a big deal. 40 is a pretty big deal for people. But 50 felt altogether different for me. <laughs> Um, but I think the way that I dealt with it was to, to really reflect on my life and the things that I want to do, but truly the opportunities I've had so far, and to, to live with a huge amount of gratitude from the littlest things in my life to the really big, important things. And I find that makes me pretty resilient and happy. It's amazing how time flies. I mean, you blink, and all of a sudden you're at the next major it birthday. It scares me. I think that's the thing that, if I were to say, what am I stressed about? Obviously, there's a lot of stress I could mention, um, but it's the fact that time goes by so quickly, and I, 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 there's nothing you can do to slow it down, but there's just things you can do to try to maximize the time that you have while you're here, I yeah, guess. and enjoy it along the way. Now, I heard a rumor, I, this could be wrong, But I heard a rumor that, number one, there was something of a birthday party last night. And number two, that you were not on America's Newsroom this morning. Did you party super hard? (laughs) No. um, Actually, that party had to be moved to next Thursday, just a scheduling mess up. Um, So, uh, no, I I, uh, (laughs) – that wasn't the – that wasn't the situation at all. And besides, I found that as I got older, I can't party at all. It takes me too long to recover. I mean, that – I think back to being like 22 
and what you could get away with and what you could do and what your body could handle. And then even now in my mid-30s, it's like, nope. No, sir, no more. And I will just say before we move on from your birthday, I cannot believe that you're 50. Uh, you just, you look <laughs> but fantastic. You, but if you think about it, think how long you've known me. I know. That's the crazy thing. I was an intern at the White House when I was scared yeah. of you, when you were press secretary. You, <laughs> you were in a very big job at a very young age. I'm like doing the math now. That's very impressive well, I was unto in itself. My mid-30s. Yeah, I was in my mid-30s. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of press secretaries, uh, Jen Psaki is done after tomorrow. She's moving on. She'll be a competitor. We wish her well. And there's uh, a new press secretary who will be behind the podium, Ms. Jean-Pierre. I have some issues with some of the stuff that she's said and tweeted. She's called our network racist. She called APAC racist. She's spread yep. some election conspiracy theories about the Georgia election in 2018, about the presidential election in 2016. Uh, how much should someone who's coming in to speak on someone else's behalf, how much should they be sort of held to account for what they've said in the past? How much of that is newsworthy or is she just a vessel for someone else's words? And so it maybe doesn't matter as much the stuff that she has or has not said in her own life. It's a great question, and Guy, you know, I didn't even have Twitter or Facebook in January of 2009 when I left the White House, and had I had Twitter or Facebook leading up to that, one, I would have had to own everything I had said before. Uh, two, I still think I could have done a good job, but three, I would have to ex accept the fact that people might be skeptical of me. Is there and go ahead? So I think that in a way, one of the things that she could do is to say to and her first day at the podium to say, I am honored to be here. I had a different job before I came to the White House. My job was to be a commentator, and I love that job, but I love this job as much, and I take it very seriously. I am a press secretary for all Americans not just Democratic Americans. And so I might have to earn your trust. I intend to earn your trust. And you'll just have to, tr you'll just have to go with me here. I'm not asking for a blank slate. I said what I said. I know I did. But from here on out, I hope that you can see me as a press secretary for all people. And I think that that guy might be the best way to try to deal with it. Do you think it's fair game for reporters to ask, like, hey, uh, you know, Peter Ducey could raise his hand and say, hey, do you think I'm a racist because I work at Fox News? Do you do you view our entire network as racist? Because that's what you said on MSNBC not that long ago. Or, you know, Madam, Madam Press fair. Secretary, did you do you still believe that the 2016 election was stolen from Hillary Clinton? Do you still believe that Stacey Abrams had an election stolen from her? Like, is that a fair thing to ask a press secretary or is that sort of beyond the scope because you're really covering the president in the White House? Well, uh, I've been in the briefing room. Everything's on the table. Yeah. And she can bristle at it, but she, and she needs to have a way to deal with it. Like, if she were to do something like I just laid out, she could then refer to, back to that, say, Peter, as I said, I had a different job before. My job now is to speak on behalf of the President of the United States. I'm happy to answer any of those questions. I'm not saying that I'm deleting those tweets. They exist. And they are what they are. But my job now is to be here. And do you have another question? Aside from this narrow issue about her statements from the past that I think are objectionable, just broadening it out to the job description 
the challenges that she has ahead of her. She's been the deputy. You were in that role as well. Then you move into, you know, prime time where you are the person. It's a different job. There's a lot more scrutiny. There's probably a lot more accountability, I would imagine, than being someone who occasionally briefs as opposed to being like, you know, the main event. What, mm-hmm. you know, setting aside any policy differences, what are your major pieces of advice to Corrine Jean-Pierre as she embarks on this new part of her career in a very demanding and challenging job that you, of course, did? Well, I think I have a feeling that she probably has a pretty good working relationship with everybody in the White House right now. And I think that includes the White House press corps. One thing I've heard that is um, a real positive for them is that they run the operation of the press office very well. Um, I don't know if everybody would agree with that, but that's just what I've heard. And that is certainly an important part of the job. And that includes like making sure the press gets where they need to be in order to be uh, at the press conference when the president's going to take questions from this or that. So there's the logistics of it. Then there's making sure that everybody in the White House knows that you're an honest broker because you want everyone to be fulsome with you about opportunities, challenges, and crises that are on on the horizon. Um, it really means you have to have excellent deputies that are going to have their finger on everything. For example, I cannot believe that the White House is so late to dealing with this baby formula issue. Mm -hmm. It is not a new issue. It started in January and now we're at crisis levels. I mean, who is not, who is not telling them that they better get on top of things? I don't understand that. Well, they claim today and Saki said today, well, we have been on it for months and I feel like you're just digging your own grave here. If you're saying we've been aware, we've been on it for months and these are the results. I mean, what does that say to the American people? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think that they've got a real problem there, um, and I know it'll be interesting to see how she handles how the left wants to pull the president even further to the left, and based on the things that we've read that she said in the past, you would think that, that those are her instincts as well. Yeah, she's one of them. Can she, can she overcome those instincts to protect the president and the American people to make sure that the, uh, well, I, I don't know what could prevail common sense the right policies i mean i don't know if she will if if she will do that um i wish her the best Uh, america needs a good strong press secretary i believe because i think that it's not just uh here in america that it matters but people around the world that watch everything a press secretary says so we need her to be strong and solid dana perino i want to ask you about this new uh talking point catchphrase moniker that we've heard now from Biden repeatedly and others around him, ultra MAGA. I don't know who came yeah. up with this, where they, you know, I, I guess. I hate it like, so much. focus grouped it or something, ultra MAGA. Like, in what world do they think this is actually useful or effective? I, and I, we actually mentioned this during a commercial break on TV yesterday. They ran this playbook against Glenn Youngkin. In Virginia, Mm -hmm. they called him Mr. MAGA, Trump with a vest on, abortion, abortion, abortion. That was their campaign. They lost that campaign in a state Biden won by 10. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's do it nationally. Uh, Your thoughts on that? We have about 30 seconds, Dana. I think that it is a terrible phrase. I think it is going to backfire, partly because I think people who are considering themselves MAGA, they'll just wear it as a badge of honor. Right. Like, yeah, I'm I'm ultra MAGA. You bet. And they'll make hats and everything, and they'll, somebody will make a lot of money. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. And other voters who aren't ultra MAGA or terribly MAGA will say, 
th- that's pretty lame. You're in charge. Uh, and they're going to go out and they're going to vote. And based on the polling that we just talked about last hour, it's not looking good for the incumbent party. And it shouldn't, in my view. Dana Perino, our friend and colleague here at Fox News. Thank you, Dana. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. And happy birthday. We'll be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.